We'll just play the game. Okay, yeah. that'll work. Yeah, we'll we're going to play, play the game. game Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters present Does Matt Actually Know the Fucking Lineage of the Gateway Heritage mm-hmm. Championship? I say no, but that's okay because oh, we, we got a fact check on it. What are we putting on it? Ooh. Let's, put a, let's put a dollar soda on it. If All I, right. If I fuck up, do I, how many fuck ups I get? None? Just if I fuck you get, up? Yeah, you three. fuck up once. Three, you get three. No, oh, I won't fuck up three times. Yeah, you get one thing. <laughs> you right, said I get it. one fuck up. And what you do I, I just need it? to know the order. Okay, yeah. I know there's like a triple threat in there somewhere, I Wait, think, where on, it turns hands. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you just got to say the champion, who is who is the first one in LWA from. Right, that's it. Yep. So the first so one. So here we go. First one in LWA. We debated on this back and forth, though. If we count Nick Tyson as the first champion, right? Yes. So we count Because Frankie him. Big Balls came in as champion, right. but he was the fucking WCW. It doesn't matter. Yes. Well, here's the thing. So, so the, Tom is the first champion. First off, we're doing this. We're going to cover the history of the Gateway Heritage Belt. Because one thing that's really cool that I think is really cool about our championship is, I mean, we have like 15 years of lineage here, which yeah. not, many, not many companies have. So that's really cool. But for some of the longtime, even longtime fans, don't know about the champions until Anarchy starts, Correct. and then some people might not even know about it until Anarchy restarts. The restart. So, yep. look, we don't have everything beautifully put here in front of us. So we did no research except for. Well, it's hard, man. Like shit, we've been doing this so long. I'm fucking eighty years old, man. I can't remember all. But we're gonna go through each champion. We'll do the best we fucking can on the details. Yep. Uh, all right, list them out. I'm not just going to... We're going to talk about each champion. All right, fine. Tom wins by beating Frankie Big Balls. I, yeah. And he is the first champion. So, yep. uh, Nick Tyson, you've heard us talk about him before. Let's take a second, not bury him. We normally just talk about how he stole money from the company. Mm-hmm. But before that, he did train us. Uh, yeah. He, him and Adam Raw. And, and look, Tom, he, he was a great performer. Yeah. Hey, um, you want to shut the fuck up? Uh, he, he was a great performer. He could have made a lot of money in wrestling, but instead he... He's a photographer now. I don't know. I, I don't know why. He, I mean, he... I, I don't know. He just never... It was the weird... I'll never forget when we went down to Texas and me and him worked with Dingo and Gary and mm-hmm. we fucking tore the house down. I was very proud of that match. Yeah. Well, that was like going to be one of his last matches. He was he had let us he was quitting. Yeah, we're getting a standing ovation from the audience. The whole nine, please come back. People are going nuts. Yeah. And that day, you would have thought I was fucking in the sportatorium, and I just tore it up. But it, it was a really yeah. cool moment. And Dingo, you know, we do the whole shake hands and hug shit. And Dingo hugs Nick Tyson. It's like, hey man, you can't quit. We have to do this again. And he just goes, nope, I'm done. <laughs> and like, not even that could keep him around. But well, was anybody backstage of Prestige from Japan to tell you yeah, how good it was? You know, I don't know. We did two down okay. there. I don't know if they were at this one. I don't remember which one that was, but had to be the second one because there wouldn't have been that second one if he would have quit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think it was the first one. I, yeah, I do. But in, he even had like the great match him and Dingo versus Shelly and Saban, and, and they really liked him, both of them. And but mm-hmm. he didn't give a shit. Yeah. So he he's the first champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he holds it for a while, and then the second champion is Frankie Big Balls. Frank is the champion when LWA comes to Missouri. You don't have to fact check that. I know that. It's okay. An actual fact. No, it with Gary. Oh, oh yeah. See, so cage match is <clears throat> wrong. So, thank you very much. Well, no, you just have to go to LWA. Who cares? <laughs> so, Frank has the belt when we come to Missouri. The thing I remember about Frank, is remember he main events the first LWA Missouri show against Gary. He does. Where Gary unsafely, because at this point we have not much experience. Correct. Fucking punt kicks Frank square in the mouth, knocks Frank out cold, and Gary almost wins the belt because Gary fucking pins him and Frank barely kicks out. Yep. Knocks him clean out. Ooh. So during this LWA run, the main story on top is Frank versus Adam Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that builds to a Yuletide Terror, the first Yuletide Terror in Missouri. That's main evented by Adam Raw, Frankie Big Balls. Adam Raw wins that belt. Yep. Sure. And what's cool about that is doesn't Frank do something really heroic that day? No, that's not it. That's not when that's he walks not, out of his jacket? No, no, that's way later. That's is it? Like, that's... Way later. But it would probably be the only time we ever talk about it, so we can tell that. Uh, yeah. 
So it, there's a time in LWA where it's pretty much run by committee. Uh, it's Adam Raw, it's Frank, it's Tim Pickerel, it's Nick Tyson. Those are like the figureheads. Um, we, I guess we, we'll tell the story about how I start booking it later. But uh, So at some point, you know, people start dropping off like flies here because this is just how it is. Because it's wrestling. And Frank is going to quit. Yeah. But Frank is going to have his last match. I believe it's a triple threat, maybe, against Adam Raw and Nick Tyson. Yeah. But he had just started a new job. He's about to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, his job tells him, no, you can't leave. He got, I made this commitment. I got to go do this show. It's my last one. I have to leave. Job tells him, no, if you leave, you're fired. He goes, okay, I guess I'm fired. He quit his job to, to do that commitment and have that last match. Mm-hmm. So he, Something a lot of you young pups out there could take fucking actually, example from. I would say not to do that. If you, know oh. if you know you're already quitting wrestling, probably keep your good paying job. But Frank, you know, he, he had loyalty and felt he needed to be there. So yeah. he did. Uh, but yeah, so Frank loses to Adam Raw. He's the second champion. Or well, really third champion. Raw's the third, yes. Uh, a lot of the run in the first thing with LWA is like six month runs. The belt seems to either change hands at Circus Maximus or Yuletide Terror. Um, the next champion is Ryan Ash. Because mm-hmm. Ryan Ash cashes in the medallion. We had this thing called the LWA medallion, which was pretty much a money in the bank before there was a money in the bank. Yeah. Um, you could cash in at any time. Adam Raw has a match. Ryan Ash cashes in. He wins the LWA championship to become the next champion. Now the feud on top is Ryan Ash and Adam Raw. So we build a little there. I should say they build a little there. I'm not booking it this time. And then Ryan Ash drops back to Adam Raw. And then Adam Raw has a run, and he drops to Gary the Bar now. Yep. At Yuletide Terror. Yep. And I was actually in a stable with Ryan Ash, the sexual dynasty. Yep. You transition from the preacher. Uh, we've told the story about Tell It Again. There's the... Best character change I've ever seen where Evangelistico, the Reverend, loses a match. Yep. God pops up on the screen to talk to Evan. Uh, he strips off his clothes and is in nothing but a thong. Gyrates at Evan, and for some reason after that, Evan decides he is now going to be an underwear model, and Evangelist is born. Evangelistico. Echo is added. No, we're... You were the Reverend Evangelist yep, and the underwear model Evangelistico. Yep. We just need to keep rolling. I actually have my fucking facts. I, I, man, you guys, I, I, I'll be honest. I did not expect you to remember this much. I'm telling so you, So Gary the Barnell wins in a very bloody match. Yeah, he, is, he busts Raw on accident at the end. Uh, Raw ends up going to the hospital getting some stitches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a splash through a table off a ladder. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. I remember like Gary's forearm cut catches him right in the mouth on the landing yeah. and slices him. Says, I'm going to do this to Jake Parnell later in life and catches <laughs> him in the gym. Yeah. Uh, Gary holds <laughs> it until Circus Maximus, where my boyhood dream becomes true. Oh, yeah? And I win the championship. Are you booking at this point? No. Okay. I actually start booking like two months after this. Yeah. Which is why... My reign is short as the first thing I do, and I start actually booking the shows is set up for me to lose the belt. Uh, so to tell the story about booking the shows is, uh, you know, Nick Tyson, again, he, he's pretty much what he did throughout his whole run, just decides he's done. And I had been booking the shows... Unofficially. ...for about a month or two before this, and I would just give him the booking, and he'd take it to the meetings, and then it would happen. So I, I remember Adam Raw's outside the garage, and he's like, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, you know, Tom's the one books the shows. Like, we're screwed. And I had to t- finally tell him, oh, man, Tommy hasn't been booking these shows for, like, at least two months. Like, I've been doing it. And that's just kind of when I officially became part of their four-person committee. So then I wanted to drop the belt. Uh, I did at Yuletide Terror to Shorty Biggs. Uh We've told this story before. One thing I always respect about Shorty Biggs is I think he brought like 25, 30 people to when he beat me for the title. And then when we transition to the next champion, which is Redacted, or Donovan Ruddick. Donovan Redacted. <laughs> uh, he brought like 25, 30 people to when he dropped it, which a lot of guys don't do. And he did. Shorty is really charismatic. Uh, we t- I took the belt out of town 
and defended it in like Texas and Indiana against Shorty Biggs. I think I defended it in Canada. Maybe. Uh, but either way, uh, I dropped to Shorty Biggs. He drops to Donovan Ruddick. Ruddick drops to Jordan Lacey. Uh, this was shitty. I felt kind of bad for Lacey because Ruddick didn't really want to do business. And he was purposely real heavy with Lacey in the match and then wouldn't really sell for Lacey. Yeah, so I felt bad for him uh, because, you know, Ruddick did not do good business there at the end for Lacey. And well, he didn't do he, good business at the end of his life as a free man either. So yeah. Sure fuck didn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that the uh, other one's a way way bigger mistake than the championship. But well, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. And it's funny. We, we've talked about Ruddick. We're not going to do it again. But even back, I mean, he wasn't, he was not easy to do business with. And he did not want to drop the belt. He especially didn't want to drop the belt to Lacey. Especially in a first blood match. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sure it was bad, too. Well, I know it was bad. <laughs> if I remember something that far away, it was either really good or really bad. And yeah. I remember it, and it wasn't really good. Uh, so, Lacey has it. He never defends. Uh, we do an injury angle. Uh, so, the belt becomes vacated, to which mm-hmm. Jeremy Wyatt cashes in his medallion yep. unopposed, and he becomes LWA champion, which is a which is a Gateway Heritage title. So... That's what's neat is Wyatt's had a run with the Gateway Heritage title before this because Wyatt has a pretty good run here. Uh, he has like a 40-minute match with Casey Carrington that was good. Um, he, I think he wrestles Tyler Black. I don't know if he was a champion when he did. Can't remember that, but he does have a match with Tyler Black. He has a good run. Um, but this is where it gets hazy. I believe yeah, I know no, the next champion. He, he drops it to Casey Carrington. Yep. So uh, Carrington becomes the champion. Uh-huh. Uh, Carrington ends up, he has some personal issues. Um, so he was supposed to defend the belt against, either against Gary, Gary. or against Vega. Gary. Uh, so it was against Gary. Uh-huh. Uh, he ends up not being able to, personal issues. So it ends up becoming Gary and Vega. Which is really neat foreshadowing into the future of Anarchy and St. Louis wrestling as a whole is these guys main event of Yuletide Terror way, you know, long time ago. Gary at this point's Gary the Night Owl. Mm-hmm. He's become heel. Uh, and Gary wins the belt and has another reign as Gary the Night Owl. Uh, Gary holds the belt for a while. He drops it to Davey Vega. And Davey Vega drops it to you. To me. And you are the last champion in the LWA lineage. Yes. So you already know you're going to owe me a soda because now we're at Anarchy lineage. And I oh, I never, we never handshook on this. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, fun fact about the match where I won the belt is uh, I took a Saito to the floor and get like a hernia or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got real bad. I, 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 up. I remember the Saito to the floor. Yeah, Vega and Fitchett shoot on me every time we're in a match. I'm sure Vega shoot Saito uh, to you on yeah, the floor. Yeah. I was like, brother, let's take it in and be safe. Give me a big old wrist lock, and he just hooks me and goes, Fuck you, Petrie! Yeah, Saito. Yeah. Um, you know, Vega's run... It was a good run, actually. Yeah, and he was not new in the business by this mm. point, but he was still pretty, you know... I don't know if, he'd be, if you'd say he was green, but yeah. not as seasoned as he would become. Yeah. Um, like, here I'm a vet... Oh, yeah. So, like, oh, obviously, yeah. I could feed him for the belt. You're, you're, Hashtag vet status. Yeah, you have sold out arenas all over the world by this time. Yeah. That's why we transitioned to you. Uh, do you uh, you know how many people Madison Square Garden holds? Because I, I, I couldn't tell you because people were lining out the door to watch I, I know. I know. I was there. Um, we have the hiatus. Yep. Uh, so, then we become LWA. Mm-hmm. You hold the belt. Shit, through almost the first full year You mean we LWA. become anarchy? Yeah. Uh, first full year of Anarchy, you hold the belt, right? Yep. Up till Yuletide Terror, mm-hmm. you drop to Dan Walsh. Correct. But we are breezing through this. <laughs> we are, because it's a two-parter. It's the history of the belt and then the history yeah. of Circus Maximus. Yeah. So we've kind of got to. Uh, so yeah, you drop to Dan. Uh, you you have a good reign. You defend, Who you defend against? Uh, Tozawa. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, so you ran with Zala, shit, like actually. Hollister. Yeah, like a, a shitload of motherfuckers. Yeah, your reign is nothing. Yeah. You take the belt out of town. You take you defend then, in Texas. Yeah. Do I defend it in Canada? No. Oh. I don't think so. I defend it wherever anybody lets me. Um I think there's a couple different spots. So yeah, you dropped a Dan. Uh mm-hmm. 
Dan drops to Corbin in a multi-man. Yep. With, I think it's Darren Childs and Corbin. Corbin, Childs. Were you you were in it, weren't you? Yeah, and me. <laughs> uh, no, there are four. Childs, Corbin, you, and there's Walsh. someone else. Walsh, the yeah, champion. The champion. Jesus. That's why I didn't say me in the match. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, hey, I've gotten them all right. Ah, whatever. Uh, Walsh drops to Gary. Yep. Uh, which was kind of crazy because we knew we were going to do this. Uh, the month before, um, Gary gets yeah, knocked out by, by Davey Richards. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a neat thing because when Gary gets knocked out by Richards and the crowd comes up and all that, then they respect Gary and he's kind of like pseudo babyface at that moment. And then Corbin also had his following. So you yep. had a neat little dynamic there. I remember when Gary won the belt, there were some people actually jumped out of their seats. It was a pretty neat little moment there uh gary holds the belt that's where this infamous 800 day reign happens gary defends the belt in multiple against again tons of people i mean Him and vega have a we only ran every six months at this point so that's how the 800 <laughs> days happen uh, he has the legendary battles with vega the and this is where the rule off. starts too right and this is the first stipulation reign with the two out of three falls uh so um yeah Gary's reign was good. The, the the matches with Vega, I mean, people still talk about them. Yeah, uh, they, they had that incredible hour draw. I couldn't imagine being a fan of Anarchy and not witnessing that hour draw live. I couldn't imagine leaving the show <laughs> and missing a sixty minute classic between Vega and Gary. I mean, you have I, to be. Fucking uh, you, stupid! You, you would have. I bet if I it would, it would be something I would regret for the rest of my life not yeah. seeing that match. I'd live. take that to my grave. I, I, I just I don't know how I'd ever be able to reconcile missing a match like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Gary holds it. At this point, we've built up Fitchett. Um, have we? Yeah, I mean, Fitch, I mean, Fitchett was like clamoring for this win because his whole thing was he never won the. Blow off matches. He, well, that's because Dingo quit, he, and he had like two against Gary. He, he there was the big one at Circus Maximus yes. when he lost two straight falls. Mm-hmm. So we build him back up. He wins the Anarchy Rumble to face Gary. He's the one that puts an end to Gary's reign. Yep. Unfortunately, like Fitch's reign, I, it's something I always kind of feel bad about because I don't feel like he ever got to really have the reign he should have. Part of that. Part of that was because we were coming up on NWL. Well, and uh, part of it was because the angle that was actually supposed to happen didn't happen because he was so hurt. Right. Christian Rose was supposed to take the belt off him the very next day. Right, and we were going to build that. But that don't happen. We're never really able to recover from that and to giving him like a feud for the belt. Mm-hmm. His stipulation was we were doing double shots. So like the first night it would be a surprise opponent. Then the second night would be an advertised opponent, which is kind of like a weird stipulation. Like, I kind of feel bad for his reign because, and I, and I'll be honest, I wasn't. On, I mean, I'm glad people have fond memories of like that whole run of Anarchy, but I wasn't on the top of my game. By the time Fitchett wins that belt, I'm not in great shape myself. He's so. checked out of wrestling. No, Lost it's not his even smile. not even that. It's other shit like. I wasn't at the top of my game, and uh, it's something I regret because he he deserved a better reign than I probably was able to give him. There were some outside factors, but I I take the majority of the blame for that. Um, As you should. He ends up dropping to Vega on the last Anarchy show of our first run, Mm -hmm. which I didn't even know they were going to do. So I I left it up to them. Uh, Fitchett made that call. So then... For right at this period of time, I don't control the belt. Um, I had talked to Greg. He had bought the Gateway Heritage Championship, and the deal was going to be like, "Hey, I would like it if we could keep this lineage going because we had this long ass lineage." And Greg was cool to do that, mm-hmm. but he booked the belt then. So Vega drops it to Danny Adam. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's not a decision I would have made uh, not to bury Danny Adams. I know he listens to the podcast. No, he doesn't. Yeah, uh, but I didn't feel like I would have been fine with Dan winning the belt. 
I just felt like for him to beat Vega, he should have been built up better, established more, and mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, but you know, Greg had to try to make his own guys, and so I understand it. But you know, it's it's I, I wouldn't have probably did it at that time. I, I, I not that it couldn't have been done later. Uh, Dan holds it. He drops to Paco. Uh, Paco is the champion when Anarchy comes back. What's Dan's rule? Or do they they, they, they didn't do the rules. Okay. So they didn't do the stipulation. Danny, rule. you didn't follow the rules. <laughs> um, so Paco is a champ when Anarchy comes back, which we were gone 18 months. So I at least, I'm never a huge fan of places that hot potato their championships. Yeah. Um, and Greg didn't do that, which I'm happy about. So Paco holds the belt coming back into Anarchy. Paco drops to Wyatt, and you owe me a soda. Because that is where we currently stand. Uh, Paco's stipulation was the two referees on the floor, or the two referees in the match, which we've covered before, but just in case, if you're not a long-time listener, we'll cover again. We kind of dropped, or I dropped the ball on that. Uh, well... Me and Greg, he'll have to hold some uh, accountability on that, too. Like the first PWCS show with the uh, stipulation, Greg only had one referee, so we didn't even have two refs in the building. Uh, then at the show where he worked, where Paco faces Christian Rose, there's like a miscommunication where they didn't know the other ref had to be out there on the floor, so then the ref's not out there with them. Just shit that you don't like to see. Um... Wyatt stipulations to pure wrestling rules that's went smoothly and Wyatt is uh, putting together a historic reign uh, mm-hmm. we're coming up on Circus Maximus which is in three weeks where he'll face Jake Parnell and if he beats Jake here he beats my record for most defenses I think he's already beat your record I'm, I've had 14 defenses he has 14 defenses am okay. I wrong? yeah but so if he gets through journey then he'll beat okay, yeah, if he be yeah if he walks in to Anarchy with the title, he will have beaten my record. Right. But I won't let that happen. Jesus. I got a chopper in the car. Uh, you got to wonder, if Jeremy gets past Parnell, I mean, who's going to beat him? He's, no one. He's beaten almost everybody, and he's put together a hell of a reign. If you haven't gotten a chance... Uh, you should check out our YouTube page, St. Louis Anarchy. We're putting some more shit up on there, so give it a subscribe. Good. Got a lot but of the, shit up on there. But there's a great sit-down interview with Wyatt and Parnell. Uh, Hosted by our own a, Stepstool Sarah. A face-to-face, and it is really well done, and it's really good. You're going to see some stuff popping up on there, like old show highlights. Uh, New show highlights. We, I guess we can go ahead and announce this here. Can we? Yeah, why not? Uh, I don't know. You're the owner. We're going to do a behind-the-scenes of Circus Maximus this year. Yeah. This is very ambitious of you to actually announce it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. We're going to do it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Pretty much what that's going to be is Tommy's going to follow me around with a camera. Oh, okay. That's going to be Be roaming around with a camera. We're Mm going to give people a backstage look, and then we're going to start, like, you know, we're going to promote, like, our YouTube relaunch on that day. We've neglected the YouTube page for, well, how long have we been in business? Uh, Six years. I think. Raw had it for like a minute and started putting a lot of old highlights yeah, on there. Like right now, if you haven't been to our YouTube page in a while, there's a lot of old LWA highlights on there. There's some Anarchy highlights. There's some stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Get to know Tony Magnum. But we're going to uh, we're going to promote that more and be putting some... It's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes content, interview content, stuff like that. Not a whole lot of matches. Because that's all on independentwrestling.tv, which you can get an account using this promo code STLANARCHY for 20 days free. Yep. Suck it. So, yeah, we're not going to be putting a lot of match content up, but a lot of other really neat stuff. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Let's take a break. We're at the 25-minute mark. Not even close. Hey, welcome to A Food for Thought. Uh, Of course, it's all three of us still here because we're all recording together. Well, they don't know Gary's here. Well, now they do because you just said it. Good job. Uh, and we're here, we're going to talk about chair shots, as I think all three of us can say we've taken chair shots to the head Shit. at some point. What, are you crazy? I've never, I've been hitting the back. 
Oh, I guess it's just me then. Gary? I was more always relying on my technical prowess and high flying abilities. I didn't need to ever go too hardcore. I thought you were a strong set high flyer. I was. I never did hardcore except uh-huh. in my adult film career. I, I had a cup of coffee. What was your name? Yeah. I went by my shoot name. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Good Ferdinand idea. El Grande. <laughs> yeah. Longfellow so, Deeds. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Fabrizio. We're going to talk about unprotected chair shots. I thought you were about to say unprotected sex. <laughs> Let's sit down. <laughs> I hope you're sitting right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about unprotected sex. Um, when two, when a man and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, love or whatever, love each other, they fuck. When two items fuck. <laughs> when a cup of coffee... Oh, man. We were already off the rails. It's been one minute. Yeah, well, let's get back on the rails. All right, so really, I mean, this is like the food for thought and the Circus Maximus are going to kind of blend together. Because yeah. Circus Maximus is known as our most violent show of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's been in the news lately is uh, the unprotected chair shot. Yep. Um, and if you've seen Hog Wild, there was an unprotected chair shot on Hog Wild. Which- now. You yelled at them about. We, we well, I, I, we, I spoke with Mitchell after, I after the show was over over Facebook, um, and it, I don't like unprotected chair shots. Mm-hmm. This is why, like, I understand and I don't disagree with the with the philosophy of it's the wrestler's body. If they want to get hit in the head with a chair, that's their right. I just don't understand why you would want to, because you know that that can cause damage later in life. Like what we, I mean, bumping and feeding for twenty years can cause damage to you later in life, but it hasn't been proven yet that back trauma can cause you to harm yourself or harm other people. Right, like murder somebody yes, or yourself. I, I, and through the NFL, we've seen that, and it's been proven. Um, through wrestling, we have seen parts of that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand why you would want to take that risk, but I understand you have a right to. But as someone in charge, I have a right to say it's not going to happen on my product. And I feel like, for me, my point of view on that is our guys all take risk. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's a hardcore match or regular match. And I'll allow guys to take risk. I, I'm not sitting there saying... I mean, if you've seen our shows, you know what guys have put themselves through at Anarchy shows to where I allow them to do whatever. But I have to feel... I feel like I have to put my my foot down somewhere and that's kind of where it is. Like, I've had to veto unprotected chair shots many times. Just unfortunately in the Mitchell beef I didn't know they were going to do it yeah. I, I don't closely agent every match on the card because I feel like our guys are talented enough I don't need to I, I, I more focus on uh, like repeat spots mm-hmm. than like I need to know everything you're doing at NWL I had the time to agent matches and I would know all what was going to happen. And Anarchy, I don't have that kind of time. Um, But the unprotected chair shot, I just... I understand. Because I've seen a lot of wrestlers on Twitter, it's our body if I want to get hit in the head. I get it. But explain to me why that's necessary. Like, why you would want to do that, I guess, is, is my point. I mean, as somebody who has gotten hit in the head... Uh, multiple times with not just chairs but other things it uh it is no good uh i i don't do it anymore i think the worst i ever got was in texas and it was scott summers and masada and they had these thick cooking sheets and when it was described to me damn it you know fucking god damn it (laughs) and they beat the shit out of me in the head and like you can find it online it's gross I won't even watch it anymore. It's it's to me it's nasty. Like I, I black out with each shot and like they pick me back up to hit the last shot and that sucks. I, I don't recommend it. It is your body, do what you want, you know. But why risk your future 
for now when anything like anything else can be built up to be just as brutal as a chair shot. So like I don't understand it. To me, when you know what you know what can happen. I mean, if I'll eventually, you know, have repercussions for what I've done to my body, but I can now take the chance. I can now take control of everything in a way that takes away from my my past. You know what I mean? Like I let my my head recover, and like now all I put it on is, is trauma on my body. Well, right. So but, I'll be but, I'll just be in a wheelchair. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're not gonna take the risk out of wrestling. Like that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But you can take out the parts that might cause you to harm yourself or someone else or. Like, like, look, man, uh, look at how Muhammad Ali lived the last few years of his life from all the shots to the head that he took. He's a wrestler. And, uh, like, boxers go through that, but that's real. Like, wrestling is a controlled environment. You can control not getting hit in the head with a fucking steel chair. But, again, I understand you have the right to do so, but I, I feel like as someone in charge, you have to sometimes protect the athlete from theirself in certain situations. And look, nothing is worth that. Like I, I mean, mm. I would feel terrible. Like, like, look at like, I mean, when we one day we'll sit down and have uh, have Adam Raw on the podcast, and we'll talk to him about all the unprotected chair shots he took. And if he feels that there are ramifications that he has suffered later in life from them, and see what he has to say, um, but fuck, like I. And look, do I think if you get hit in the head one time, you're going to end up with CTE? No, but mm-hmm. why even risk it? Is I guess my point. Um, Will you wind up with a concussion? Very yeah, likely. Could yeah. yeah very, and but you can get a concussion from a super kick. But again. When you add that, when you add a steel chair into the mix, it's way more likely. Um, but the reason why we, we were talking about that was because we are going to talk about Circus Maximus, some of our favorite moments. Um, the first one that came to mind for us was the main event of one of the LWA Circus Maximuses, which was uh, the Submission Squad, which on that night was myself, uh, Dingo, Davey Vega, and Johnny Vinyl against the Bearded Men from Space Station 11, which was you and Gary, and the Ego Express, mm-hmm. which was Casey Carrington and Stephen Kennedy. This match was pretty crazy. Uh, we brawl all over the building. We brawl outside. I think I slam you on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, I remember having to fight with Gary because he wanted to jump off of the O'Fallon Knights of Columbus, like off their roof, and us catch him. Which I said we were not going to do. Because going viral wasn't a thing then. Well, 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 and I was afraid we would lose the building, which we almost end up doing anyway <laughs> with the finish. But um, a lot of crazy shit happened in this. Like you had said, what was it, like Kennedy and Dingo go through one of the projector screens? Yeah. That, I remember that being really cool. Uh, you pull a plastic bag out and asphyxiate me yep. to knock but me out. But you didn't know it was going to happen. I shot no, on Yeah, you shot on me. You would rough me Much up like Vega years, years later. Yeah, we'll talk about that next. Uh, so, yeah, I shot on you with a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used some MMA elbows in yeah. this match. Uh, <laughs> Here's the real question. How the fuck did I get eliminated from Johnny? Johnny Vile pinned me. I don't know. Who books this shit? <laughs> Maybe you gave me a quick schoolboy uh, no, go behind one, was, two, three. We actually had talked about something else you did in a Circus Maximus where like, you were match two and it was like you against someone. Uh, I don't remember who now, but you would have never worked him again at a Circus Maximus, but I don't fucking remember now. I, I don't remember. What year was this? I don't know. 87? We, we recorded this before, and it was just like a Circus Maximus recap. But oh, also, all it was was us reading results. Right? Yeah. This is dumb, and we're going to end up doing this again when we review these shows for the Patreon podcast. Which, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash anarchystl. We dropped the uh, shit-fed podcast on there yesterday, the one that we didn't release before. We went ahead and thrown it up there. 
So if you want to hear it, it's there. This will actually go out before that. This no? is food for thought first. Oh yeah, well it's all the right. the history stuff. Oh yeah, the, actually, so this comes out tonight at yes. midnight. Mm-hmm. The shit feds coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you sign up tonight, hearing this, it will be up tomorrow. Levels ten through twenty five. Get it, uh, but. Anyway, so yeah, that street fight, the finish of that ends up being uh, Vega lighting his hand on fire. He puts a glove on, lights his hand on fire, slaps Carrington for the finish. Carrington, Punches Carrington. Carrington's a bloody fucking mess. Like That was the first time he had ever gigged. Uh-huh. Blood everywhere. Um, it was crazy. Uh, we almost lose the building for the fire. Yeah. But they get fucking the irate. They get irate. Yeah, I didn't know... But apparently the contract we had signed, it specifically says on there, no fire. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. So, uh... Otherwise, we would have not yeah. done it. Well, yeah, I mean, if the hall says specifically you can't do those things, we were never out to lose buildings. Because O'Fallon was a, was a decent building. It's not Spalding Hall or nothing, but it, it, no. was, it was... We had a lot of shows there. Uh, we actually, through doing uh, the other podcast, realized that the first show ever in Spalding Hall was a Circus Maximus. Mm-hmm. It was 2012. It's on independentwrestling.tv, where if you use code STL Anarchy, you get 20 free days. And it's a hell of a fucking card. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look at you just flowing those fucking plugs in like water. I got a call the other day from yeah. Conrad. He wants to bring me aboard. Huh? It's going to be me... And uh, if you remember, uh, what was that referee's name? Danny Davis. We're yeah. starting a podcast. Okay. Me and him. Well, chat me up there, uh, <laughs> Jackson. <sighs> Could you imagine if I was on a podcast? If I had a real fucking co-host like Conrad? No, boy, I'd I be couldn't. On top of the world. <laughs> you would not. You do I zero prep. Shit, I I'm listened the prepper. To him. I listened to him grilling Jr. They were talking. Oh yeah, we got really good numbers last week. Like. 100,000 downloads? Like, shit. I'll take that as my worst. A, uh, yeah, no shit. I think 10 people listen to ours. Yes, no, no doubt. We, we're fucking terrible. But uh, Yeah. So stay, stay focused, Battle Cat. Anyway, moving on to... Uh, what what was your so you live in Vegas shoot Saido you on the floor yeah we're on the outside <laughs> can you explain uh, to oh, me? we're not going through that again we only got seven minutes left I was just a I young pup in the business at that time we got way more and Vega just took advantage of oh, me God. we're brawling on the outside and I go Mr. Vega sir maybe we should get back in the ring so that everybody can enjoy this fine wrestling action he fucking slaps me across my <laughs> face takes a beer bottle stabs me in the kidney <laughs> Jesus hooks me up, and then throws me on my head. And as I'm there, like, blood everywhere. I'm dying. Like, I'm not going to live. If there wasn't <laughs> if there wasn't a voodoo shaman at the show that one time, I would be dead right now. I could be a living zombie. I don't know. Somehow you come back and win the match. Yeah. I give him a slip slide schoolboy, one, two, three. He immediately just gets up, goes, good, I did my job, you little piece of shit, and then walks out of the ring. And there I am, bleeding to death with the belt in my hand, <laughs> tears down my face, Good looking God. up to the, our right. Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ himself. And I said, thank you. I actually watched that match the other day. None of this happens. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it online? Okay. Well, no, it's not online. No, no, Just no, like no. you're lying. He, sighted, he hits you with a Saito suplex on the floor. And, and I actually, uh, for, to be serious for a second, um... Yeah, that actually move gave me a hernia on my, you know, a real bad on my spine. I like, wonder why. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, like, we always take risks. So, why why put yourself in a da- more dangerous place to bring that back to the With chair steel, shot? Right. Yeah. Um, steel doesn't give. So, not to do floors. But, but we've had a ton of violent matches at Circus Maximus. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. dog collar matches, which we'll have one at our Circus Maximus event coming up July 19th. Yep. Um, Tickets on sale now at cm19.bpt.me. Only GA remain. Uh, Chat me up about those tickets. <laughs> uh, we've had 10,000 thumbtack match. Uh, which, which we were wrong originally. Originally it was supposed to be Rachel Summerlin. Right. But like a little schoolgirl bitch, she was she scared just, Gary was going to beat her ass. Well, look, the, the angle was is like something happened in the month before I attacked her and then challenged her to the match. And like that was going to be like the big thing because at that time... Intergender wrestling, 
once it happening, and once it on the national stage and buzz it has now. Mm-hmm. So then we were going to do that, and it was going to be awesome, and we were going to be all over the world, and we were going to be the first Twitter thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rachel was very good at intergender wrestling, too, <laughs> so it would have been really good, but she backs out. Uh, so then Chris Wolf was supposed to do it. He, he came down he, from Valeria. He gets like, he was on his deathbed. Yeah, yeah he got he, real bad I, sick. I hadn't heard from him in a couple, at this time, like I'm talking to Wolf pro- like every day. And I Ronnie. all of a sudden don't hear from him for a couple weeks. I'm like, well, what the hell happened? And then finally his wife had gotten into his phone and messaged all of us and said, hey, he... Had been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It was his kidneys, I think. Yeah, something like that. But he he ends up not being able to do the match, obviously. So then it ends up being Adam Raw. Um, and, and there was about a thousand thumbtacks. There were there was there no. Was I, ha- I hand counted ten thousand thumbtacks. Hand counted mm-hmm. them. Took okay. me all day. Well, I mean, if the thumbtacks, I don't even remember about that match, anyways. So. Yeah, that's the match. It, it, I believe it is also on independent wrestling. No, I don't. That know. is lost footage. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. That was stolen footage. Motherfucker. Uh, yeah, but uh, so that was a violent match. It's been a you know the Fitchett Gary TLC was very violent. Yeah. Me and Walsh. Yeah, Walsh. That was violent. Uh, Me and Walsh. That was violent. Yep. Walsh has a couple violent things. Yeah. Then we, we when we were doing our results uh, the first time. We realized Johnny Gargano wrestled at three straight Circus Maximus events. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Circus Maximus. Right. I'm going to have to give him a call make sure NXT starts calling him that. I'm yeah. sure Renard will throw that in there yeah, for you. God. Mama mia, Circus Maximus! Uh, oh. I don't like Renaro. I'm sorry. I think I he's don't, great. I don't... I, I don't think he's terrible, but the puns and shit become too much. That too I, great I feel deal. like they're forced. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Like, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, great. I'm can sorry. We, we probably we, just lost 10 subscribers. Can we fu- everyone well, this loves is the free Monaro one. Monaro actually so. was going to get Everyone loves Monaro. Oh, yeah. and I, 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 he's I, actually got a podcast with Conrad coming up. Damn it! Called The Roundup with Renaro. Damn it! It's actually a good name. Don't steal that, Conrad. He won't listen to this. It's fine. Uh, you know, let's circle back to Circus Maximus. The reason we're here. <laughs> yeah. So Gargano, we turned this food for thought into just the second half of the. Podcast. That's what we said though when we talked about. Uh, is that what we did? Okay. Um, I wasn't paying attention. So Gargano wrestles shit. Eric Cannon. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the second one. Zesty Zach Sawyer's right, is the but third one. one. Vega. Yeah, it's Vega. Vega. Vega's the first, then Cannon, then mm-hmm. Sawyer. Mm-hmm. That was a dream match for Sawyer. Uh, Literally, I, like he he told us that. Yeah, and we were happy to do that. He was I working was not. hard. Fun he, fact: that is still Ever Connor's dream match. Well, mm-hmm. Connor better fucking get Raul to get him that WWE kind. Get Winnie that, that Disney Fed money. money. <laughs> <laughs> that Disney money beats Fed money any day. Shit, <laughs> shit, you ain't lying. Um, I just signed with Walt Disney. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary's gonna play Goofy in the upcoming. You game. asshole! You know I'm a Pluto guy. Uh, I'll be Max. Who fucks Max? Goofy's son. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they they forget all about him from the anyway. Focus on. <laughs> all right, God damn it. Um, yeah. So Zack Sawyer, that was his dream match. We were happy to do that for him. It's a shame he ended how he did with you know no showing on us and all that. Well, Amish. But uh. It sucks when people do that. Uh, It's so funny because it would be so much... It's so easy just to send a Facebook message and be like, hey, I'm not feeling this. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to cancel. If I ever want to do it again, I'll let you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I would have been way more open to being like, okay, sure, you can come back. Because you always got to take care of yourself first, both physically and mentally. And a lot of people don't always do that mentally. But, like, if that's the case, like, sure, some people might get mad, but, like... People who understand what you're going through and your friends or respect you will be like, okay, I understand. Well, even if I, even if I'm pissed off, if you make the call, then you're more apt to get that fucking job back. Want to mute that phone, buddy? Oh, Gary just quit. <laughs> Gary yeah. just, just sent me a text saying, "Well, it's too goddamn bad. You better start feeling it. You got, <laughs> you got uh, 17 days to start feeling it again." Yeah. Your smile can go rotten hell for all I care, brother. But with that oh. said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. With what? I don't know. Might be the outro. Okay, cool. We're back. We're um, 
We're going to try something that we haven't done before. We're going to preview Circus Maximus. We've previewed cards before. Yeah, but have we? Yes, every card. We do this every time. Yeah, but we're going to go more in depth on Ah, each of these than we think. I'm going to pick your brain. Chat me up about Circus (laughs) Maximus there. All right. No, like we're going to talk about it a little bit more than we would where it's like, oh, what are you looking for? Well, then what are we going to do on the Go Home Circus Maximus show? Fuck you. <laughs> well, we have something for that. No, we don't. Don't lie to the fan base. We don't know. We have nothing for the next show yet. You're the dirt worst at all times. We need to get another interview. Right, well, we can do that at Circus Maximus. But we have to have a show before yeah, that. Yeah, we'll make something up. It's fine. We'll, have, we'll interview someone. Yeah. Gary, what are you doing? You're not interviewing Gary. No one wants to hear about what he has to say. That's true. <laughs> He's been on a million of these. Jeez. What are we going to ask him? We know everything. Uh, how'd you get trained? <laughs> yeah, where'd you, where'd you start? start? Where'd you start your training? <laughs> Why don't we talk about something else to be like, you know? What kind uh, of music are you interested in? Ooh. Why are we doing the interview right now? We need it <laughs> oh, all next time. All right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to kind of talk about Circus Maximus, what, the what car. We're going to talk to Bette Midler. And you book her. We'll dead. Yeah. She's not dead. She, she isn't. She's alive. She's alive. Dear Sorry, Bet. She is a treasure, you bastard. I don't know. It's fine. She doesn't listen to the podcast. No, I know she does. I think. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what did you just say about not lying to the fans? Oh, whatever. We Fuck could you. review the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's a good movie. I mean, maybe on TBS, maybe, probably right now. Maybe we just put on like a movie and we just sit here and watch it and talk about it during the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, anything, anything wrestling related at all. Yeah, yeah. A couple of movies. I haven't seen Creed two yet. Oh, I haven't seen Creed one. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I want to see it. No, no, I think I have. That's got uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah, son of basketball legend Michael no, Jordan. It ain't. Oh, isn't he Michael A. Jordan? And he's Michael B. Jordan. I've, I've just been. I keeping, thought Paul Rudd was. In I've there. been keeping an eye. No, but he's gonna be in the new Ghostbusters. All right, let's focus. <laughs> let's talk about the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's table. talk about that. It's gonna be awesome. All right, Circus Maximus 2019. It's our one year anniversary from coming back. Yep. It's my re-debut at Anarchy. I haven't been? been here. I Dude, I live in California now. I can't come out every time. Wait, I just thought you were sleeping. No, no, I just um, live in California. I, don't, I just don't come to shows anymore. Yep, we are Whatever. about 38 tickets away from my walk-in goal, which is a higher walk-in goal mm-hmm. than normal. Because it's Circus Maximus. So I'd like to hit that. You can help us hit that by buying your GA ticket at cm19.bpt.me. Um, so let's start with the title match. Yeah. It is Jeremy Wyatt versus Jake <coughs> Parnell for the Gateway Heritage Championship. If Wyatt loses the championship at Journey Pro the night before, whoever the champion is will defend at Circus Maximus. This would just be a triple threat match. With which, Wyatt, Jake, and... Right, which would be no... would be back to regular anarchy rules. It would be pure rules if it's a triple threat. Mm, unless the new champions stated their rules by then. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll have time in the 24 hours. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we have a, we've recorded a really neat face-to-face sit-down with Wyatt and Parnell that you can see on our YouTube page. Just search mm-hmm. St. Louis Anarchy. Uh, We're hoping to relaunch that pretty soon. I think we talk about that on part one, I think. When okay. we do the Gateway yeah. Heritage. I think we even put over this face-to-face. We, yeah. we recorded part one Two days on ago. Like Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're doing that. I'm pretty sure we covered it. Um, you know... A lot of people think this is going to be Parnell's night. Uh, Parnell's come up with a new submission he didn't have in their first encounter. Um, and he's beaten. He's the only guy that's pinned Wyatt since Anarchy's been back. So yeah. this is the rubber match. They each have a win. Uh, if you didn't see their last match, which I was at Gateway to Anarchy, it was the Blizzard event. So, yep. I mean, it's on independentwrestling.tv. Um, but I know that Wyatt tweeted out the other day that he uh, feels like he has something to prove even as the champion. I think that's what's neat when you have a promotion like Anarchy is, you know, let me see how I can word this. When you run a super card and you book all names, like you have guys who know like, you know, their name talent. It's going to be good, mm-hmm. but they know that, like, okay, well, fuck, I'm making shit tons of money. I'm all over the world. 
But when you have a company like Anarchy, you get this layer of guys that are fucking really good and should be all over the world. Yeah. But some of them aren't yet. Yeah, not yet. And quite frankly, it irritates them and pisses them off. And then you get situations like Wyatt when he gets worked up. And even though he is the champion and he is the top guy right now, Mm -hmm. he feels he has something to prove because he should be all over the world. He should. And he, you know... That kind of ebbs and flows with talent is mm-hmm. not that you know, every guys try every time, but then you get these moments where there's a guy like Wyatt going, I should be fucking wrestling at this place and this place, but I'm not, or I'm not doing what I should be doing. So I'm going to go out there and fucking flat tear the house down and show why I should be there. Yeah. And you know, Wyatt did this when he wrestled Jonathan Gresham. He wanted to prove he could hang with the best and he beat Gresham and, a fantastic match. Um, yeah. And it doesn't hurt. Like, now they have live streaming. So people not from this area can see them doing what they do best. Right. But even then, though, like, obviously fans can, and we want people to watch it, and so do they. Yeah. But, you know, fans don't book these other shows. Well, no, but you know promoter. <laughs> I know Drew from Beyond watches the independent streams. I know Mikey from Black Label watches the other streams. Like, I know the other promoters watch these streams. And they'll see just how good people oh, yeah. like Wyatt are, like Jake is, like right. Gary is, like I am, like me. Well, don't put like yourself. Like myself. Don't put yourself in this. Anyway. See how I just ebbed and flowed that, you piece of shit? And I know Parnell is looking forward to this too actually myself and uh tommy will be making an appearance i believe tomorrow night at the warhorse gym to sit down with uh parnell and record some things all so right hopefully we have something you know we're working on a couple different little promo packages we're hoping to have done here in the next well hopefully in the next week of circus max yeah i was about to say you got a quick turnaround brother uh, I think we have uh, one of you coming out here. I, wait, might, what? Might be able to come out now. I need to get with Tommy. I, yeah. I think it's a finished product. But okay. Anyway. Can't um, wait to see it. Moving on to the first time ever tag match, Besties in the World versus the Workhorsemen. This is, the. I mean, I'm excited for all of them, but this one especially. It's the first time ever match. You know, these guys don't share a locker room even much. If I have they, I think they might have at Glory Pro once, maybe when I don't know if the world. I think they were in Atlanta for one of the tag tournaments or something. But they didn't. But but they they don't wrestle for the same promotions. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of neat when you have two top teams that don't cross paths much at all get in the ring together because I know both teams are looking forward to this. Mm Well, we got to do this previously, too, with the Carnies and the Besties. Yeah. No, we did. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, there aren't many tag teams in the world right now that you can say are better than either one of these teams. So that that's going to be neat. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very good. Um, I'm just real interested to see that clashing of styles. Well, I mean, it's, you know, Fitchett's more of a wrestler, fast-paced guy. Vega can strike. But boy, like Henry and and JD Drake are elite strikers. Mm-hmm. Vega, he's an elite striker, but I wouldn't say Fitchett's an elite striker. Fitchett Fitch relies more on his athleticism and his wrestling ability. <laughs> well, wow. than his you striking. haven't been to the bar with Fitchett. Fitchett might not be an elite striker, <laughs> but he is an elite oh, fighter. And, and there's no rules in anarchy, yeah. so Fitchett can give you that headbutt that he's been known for <laughs> more in the bar than in the wrestling ring. So yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, Fitchett. You know, jokes aside, like Fitchett, Fitchett will just fucking fight you. He will just straight up throw hands until he can no longer throw them. You're not incorrect. So this is going to be a very good match. Um, yeah, I'm happy that we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, that we have Gary J. Jigsaw, which you don't see Jigsaw around very much. Uh, Jigsaw doesn't really take any uh, bookings in the Midwest. Yeah, he hasn't been. Shit, I don't, don't. I can't think of any place that Jigsaw has taken bookings of recently. Well, he, he wrestled WrestleMania weekend, but I'm thinking Midwest. I don't think he's been here since Ring of Honor in Chicago or something. I mean, maybe Probably he did a Chikara yeah. show in the Midwest, but hell, I don't know. But he, this guy's uh, one of those guys. He's definitely a Chikara legend. Mm-hmm. Kind of borders on that like independent legend type guy. Yeah, but he he doesn't take very many. No. Bookings and, and he's uh, good. He he's is. real fucking good. And he's wrestling uh, Gary J 
which is the fucking mayor of Spalding Hall. Uh, like, did he did he win an elected aff- be, yeah, position? If Gary was to run for mayor of Alton, I, well, I, I, I he mean, might just get it. He might win between I, him and Fast Eddie. I said uh, it was actually me and Deborah were talking about this one day. I don't I, obviously we weren't watching wrestling together, but. I think of what we were. Well, I think Deborah I, doesn't watch the product. I, I, I think Gary's theme came on when we were in the car, and she's like, "It's just weird when this song plays and Gary don't come out." Then we got to talking about like how over he is in Spalding Hall. Yeah, and maybe like I don't know. I can't think of a wrestler more over in a building than Gary is in Spalding Hall. Mm. Um, like that entrance is a special thing to see that you have to be sitting there live to see. And it's a really neat thing. And obviously, bell to bell, this will be fantastic. Um, Another match I'm looking forward to is Everett Connors and Chuck Palumbo from The Natural Born Thrillers. (laughs) Chuck Mambo from the UK. Uh, Honestly, I've only seen one Chuck Mambo match. Uh, He's very entertaining. He's very good. Uh... Him and Connor's personalities, I think, are going to be... This will be an explosion of personality. And, you know, you can hate the Bears, and, and you can do hate all of that, but bell to bell, Connor can fucking go. Yeah. And he proves that every time. Sure, he's silly, and sure, he's got the Bears out there, but... I mean, you can't mess with his fashion sense either. Though. That kid is impeccable. <laughs> he, he, he wears clothes that maybe you wouldn't wear, but... Bell to bell, the kid can tear the fucking house down, and I think him and Chuck Mambo is going to do that. If I looked half as good as he looks in those clothes, I'd wear those clothes. <laughs> um, and that's just it. I mean, this is going to be a very good match. It'll be a very entertaining match. Uh, mm-hmm. Another first time ever match, and who knows if this will ever happen again. So, you know, make sure you're there live for it. Um, now, for as athletically good. Like, like, I don't know how to word it for. So you want to talk a different style of match? Let's yeah. say it would be uh, Craig Mitchell, Larry D. Yeah, and that could be any uh, stuffed bears in this one. Just There's no Larry stuffed bears D, in the other the one. The size of a bear. Yeah, Larry D. Human bear. <laughs> Human bear. Larry D. Uh, these two dudes. She could beat the piss out of each other. This might be short if Larry catches that punch early. Yeah, could end early. Uh, I feel like. Uh, I mean, yeah, these guys are gonna probably beat the shit out of each other. And I'm excited for it. Uh, I think both of these dudes would get mentions for, like, best new guy, I guess, in Anarchy. Like, the yeah. best guy that's come in since we've relaunched. These two in beef, I would give you. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's I've become a big fan of both of them. But I, I had seen Larry one other time. Uh, right when NWL closed, I went with Gary to a Mid-South show, and he wrestled Larry. Mm. Uh I'm a big Mitchell fan, too. Uh, this is going to be really good. But again, both these guys really looking forward to it. This might be a first-time ever match, too. I, I think it might be. I think it is. I think Mitchell said it was a match he was really wanting. So And we're in the business of giving dreams. <laughs> Another match that's going to be a completely different style is a six-man. Yeah. With Big B filling in for Mikey, who's still yeah. hurt. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, teaming with the Gymnasty Boys. <laughs> Mikey is alive. Oh, uh, I really like the Gymnasty Boys. I got a chance to wrestle them a couple times in uh, a little south in Atlanta, and I think they're great. Uh, so I'm excited to see them in Anarchy, and they're going up against Rose, Durden, and Shire. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting mesh here. Like, obviously, I think Gymnasty Boys will be over. As, you know, fans will love them. Fans uh, love beef. Uh, then you have the other side where Durden's not well liked mm-hmm. Rose is kind of in between I think there's some people that like Rose but I think they respect his story like he's come back and I think Rose is what did he say he's de- he's he's defeated death the devil and fate itself <laughs> to be back in this ring but then you got Shire who I'm still expecting to get a pretty big ovation coming off that match he just had with Gary I mean uh, it depends this this one and they're gonna be accompanied by Greg Jovi who everyone hates him yeah but, you have, I don't know, man, like there's going to be some slugging in this. Durden can strike, no. Beef can strike, mm-hmm. Shire can strike, Rose, Rose has deadly forearms. Gymnastics, they go deep. 
I'm not sure. Like, I've, I've honestly not seen a whole lot of their matches. I know they're super entertaining. I've seen clips of their matches. I know they're really good. And they can strike when they need to, but generally, it's going to get sexual, baby. Well, they might want to be careful because if they play around with either of the three guys on the other side, they're going to get caught and then they're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, they might just get welcome to the jungle by Rose. No, 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 knees, right, yeah, knees. Uh, but Love yeah, this thing. will be really good. Uh, I like trio matches, always have. So we are we are trio uh, champions in Florida. Quattro champions for Chikara. Quattro champions for Chikara, <laughs> trio champions for FIP. Oh, yeah. So we'll we do we'll, know our trios. We'll have to talk about that tournament on one of the podcasts because yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Um, let's see what else do we got. That's it, last show. We got Jaden Newman against Cody Lane. Oh. Debut for Jaden Newman. I've heard a lot about him. I've seen two of his matches. Uh, one against Parnell, one against Wyatt. Both fine. Uh, Cody Lane's improving a ton. The young Kodak. Uh, I think this will be really good. This is going to be one of those underneath matches where people talk about it, hopefully after the show, how good it was. I, I think these guys are going to have a very good match. Yeah, they're going to go in there with what you said, a chip on their shoulder, because they're, they're going to know that they're not the match going in that people are going to talk about. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but... But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, same can be said about this match as well, which is uh, kicks and shit against, um, fuck, Diamond Dogs. Mm-hmm. Again, two up-and-coming teams. Chip Day's a veteran guy, but as a tag team with Logan James, they're still getting their feet wet. Yeah, I'll be honest. Kicks and shit is quickly becoming my favorite fucking fat tag team. I can't wait to see more of them. Yeah, they're good. Um, this will be a good match. Uh, I think... Trying to remember the wins and loss, losses here. I, I think Kixon should have lost both their matches as a team. I believe they lost to the Regal Twins and they lost to the Besties. Besties. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of Diamond Dogs. I can't fucking remember. They lost to the Hooligans. Yes. So I believe that both teams are looking to pick up that first win, which is important. Um, for our non-tag team titles. It's just important to keep picking up wins, though, to stay booked. Because you never know when those might show up. Um, we get a lot more Patreon subscribers. Yeah, we need a lot more for, for tag team belts. <laughs> but overall, man, like, like I said on paper, this is going to be a really good, good card. Yeah. Um, Circus Maximus is always exciting. Uh, hoping to see a big crowd there. Uh, I we We will have a podcast for you guys... The next free one is uh, will be the week of Circus Maximus. Then we're going to be coming back the very next week with a very special podcast, which is going to have huge news attached to it. I'll plug it now. We'll be pl- plugging it a ton coming up here soon because it's not a... Uh, like a company review or nothing. <laughs> well, we will be doing the Circus Maximus review. Right, yeah. Yes. You'll be getting a shit ton of podcasts from us here coming up because we'll still do the review and then this one will come out that, you know, on schedule but a week early. And it's got huge news attached to it if you're a fan of what we do. Uh, and if you're not a fan of what we do, become a fan of what we do. We want you to be our fans. Yeah. But and our friends. Yeah, please, someone, <laughs> someone like us. I'm so alone. Uh, yeah, it has huge news attached to it. Uh, things are going to start getting crazy. But, um, yeah, I think that, that's the whole card. Yeah, I mean, there's no one else in this room that's in a match. No, I can't think of nobody. Yeah, cool. Dog collar chain. <laughs> you against Kenway. Uh-huh. Good uh, to make my return after a year of being back. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. We've had this will be the third dog collar chain in the history of Circus Maximus. Mm-hmm. You've been in fans bring the weapons at Circus Maximus before. against Darren Childs, yeah, against Darren. I've done a lot of like hardcore things. You know, I don't know if you know this, but not only was I an intergender wrestler, uh, I was a pioneer hardcore wrestler. Um, Me and Lewis and Clark fucking pioneer that hardcore trail. I think that. Uh, oh, we'll see if we'll see if old Kenway is ready. I, I don't know. I am going to beat his ass. Hell yeah. All right, that's all we got. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it is going to keep the tradition going. This is the most violent show of the year. I feel like this is going to get violent. Um, 
you know, Kenway kind of has this coming, so it'll be fun. Probably not so much for him, but... <laughs> no, God, no, not for him, but for me it's going to be a blast. <laughs> All righty, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the outro. Okay. All right, everything's saved, so now it's time for the outro. Go. See ya. Go. Uh, so, quick, a couple things. Uh, Circus Maximus tickets, uh, July 19th, Alton, Illinois. Tickets on sale at cm19.bpt.me, $15 GA remain. You can upgrade your pre-party tickets. You can do that using the paypal.me slash St. Louis Anarchy link. Or you can or, just or show you up. you can just do it in cash day of the show. It's only 5 bucks. You'll get a pre-show match, which will be a huge scramble. And then you will have a Everett Connors will read your fortune. Yep. Uh, it's always a lot of fun with Connor. The Matt, you get the bonus match. Um, also, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, I believe we are at like 22 people have signed up, which is amazing. We thank you guys that have signed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, by come be, When you become a member of Patreon, you get uh, levels start as low as $2 if you want to just make a donation. Uh, but starting at $5, you get one extra podcast a month. It'll be a show review. At Starting at $10, you get two extra podcasts a month. 15 and 25 dollars you start getting things like tickets pre-event party free stickers stuff ah. like that so uh, make sure to uh just you know give it a gander uh it's something we started just for you know if you wanted to give it a little more support to the to the brand you can if not that's cool we will see you back here in two weeks and then after the two weeks we'll see you at circus maximus bye